And we have a wonderful message here from Brother Bob on the first and great commandment. Now, again, last week we heard a little bit about his testimony where he got his incredible street smarts, training commandos for war. He raised the dead. He won souls in the remote Mexican jungles where his life was regularly in peril. But God gave him those pearls of wisdom to achieve all that. And he shares those pearls with us today. Now, again, this was recorded a few decades ago. I don't think you're going to, I think you're going to be amazed at how current it is. Because this man's love was so incredible. He loved God with all his heart, mind, and soul. And he loved each individual. And you're going to hear that as well today. This message helps us understand how to love God with a greater understanding. And as we do that, the knowledge of the holy, that understanding of God, leads us to greater understanding of the times we're in right now. So you're going to hear how he encourages us to love, to love God, to love one another, and to reap those incredible rewards, not in a religious way, but just pure love. Here's our wonderful friend, Brother Bob. Today I have a very special message for you. It's a subject that you very seldom ever hear preached, if ever at all, in your churches or on television. It is the great and first commandment of God to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and your neighbor as yourself. Now to love your neighbor is not being religious. You don't have to be religious to love God and your neighbor. All you have to do is have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'm going to start today in the first general epistle of John in the back of your Bible, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. Now John was talking about Jesus here. He said, that which was from the beginning we have heard. They've heard the word, which we have seen with our eyes, that was Jesus in the flesh, which we have looked upon and handled with our hands, that was the body of Christ in the flesh. Today, the word of God is this Bible. This is the true word of God. I prefer the King James Version myself because it seems that I have a better understanding from it than from any of the other versions. It says, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, speaking of Jesus, and bear witness. Now John says, I am a witness to the word of God manifested in the flesh. And in another place he said, He that confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is of God. He that will confess not that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is an antichrist and is not of God. Now that same spirit of Christ is within us today in the form of the Holy Spirit. I confess that Jesus Christ, or Christ within, my hope of glory, is within me this day. I am a witness to that. And this is the witness you must have when you stand before God on Judgment Day or when the rapture takes place. All right, let's go a little further. He said he bore witness, and he said, We show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us in the form of Jesus. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, 
our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Folks, today this fellowship is what the gospel is all about. Your fellowship with God's people and with Jesus Christ Himself and with His Father through the Spirit or through the Word. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Do you know that's the second? It is, joy is the second spiritual gift of God. Love, joy, and peace are the first three. I will be ministering on those in a later telecast. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. God is also a consuming fire. And God also is love. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, or the knowledge of the word, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Do you notice he said we walk in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Who's he talking about there? Let me give you a demonstration. I have many friends, many, many wonderful friends, and I go to their stores and to their businesses, and we have fellowship one with the other because we love one another. We never have an argument. We have nothing to argue about. We don't argue about religion because we don't have religion. We have salvation. You can stand and argue about religion all day long. It won't do you a bit of good. But you start talking and telling one another what good things Jesus has done for you. That is the fellowship of God one with the other. That is showing the love of God one toward the other. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why you have to repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, Many people say you have to confess your sin to a man. No, you don't. He means you confess your sin to God in private. Don't ever be foolish enough to confess any of your past to a member of your church or anybody else. That's just between you and God. That is not necessary for you to go tell all the evil things that you did back there before you were converted or even now, even if you aren't converted. You tell it to the Lord and confess it to Him out on a stump somewhere, or out in private, or in your back room, or wherever you can get in private. That's the place to confess your sin to God. So don't go telling anybody in the natural about any of your sins. The Bible doesn't say to confess your sins to man. It does say confess your faults one to another, but not your sin. Because once Jesus buries that sin, you've confessed it to him. He's buried it in water baptism. You never have to think about it again. That's the end of it, folks. It's just that easy. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. Now he's going to tell you in the next verses how not to sin. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. You see right there it says if we have any, if we have any sin, we have an advocate or a mediator between God and man, which is Jesus Christ the righteous. So confess your sin to him and leave it with him 
and tell it to nobody else ever again. That's the end of it. That's the kind of God we are serving today. You're not serving an unrighteous God, one that you can't talk to, one that can't hear you. So you folk that want to get right with the Lord and stay right, you just do what I'm telling you today and you'll make it fine because you'll feel the love and the joy and the peace in your soul, in your heart, and in your mind. It says, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, there's only one unpardonable sin. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, or blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, as it's put in the book. And that is attributing the works of God to the devil. That's the only unpardonable sin. Some of you folk out there have written me and said, well, Reverend Taylor, I've sinned so much, I don't know whether God will ever forgive me. Well, who is forgiven much loves him much. I was forgiven much, so I love him very much. But my sin remains no more. I'm not reminded of it anymore. God took it away once and for all. And I've been free now for 32 years. This is the message I want you people to understand and know that you can and you will and you shall be free by the hearing of the word. All right, let's go a little further. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You know, his commandments aren't grievous. They're easy to keep. Some ministers get up and say, it's hard to serve God. It's the most easy thing in the world. It's hard if you listen to false prophets and to false teachers that tell you that you can't be free of sin, but God's book says you can. I've been free of sin for 32 years. I've made some mistakes, but I just turned around and said, Lord, forgive me, and that was the end of it. I'm not going to say you won't make some mistakes after you're converted. One man come to me and said, Reverend Taylor, I don't think I can serve God. I'd be making too many mistakes. I said, well, all you have to do is say, Lord, forgive me and go on. The man took my word. He's still serving the Lord today. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Mm -hmm. Listen to this now. If you keep his word, the love of God makes you perfect. There's an old saying out there, no man's perfect. Oh yes, God commands us to be perfect. He says, be ye perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Folks, you can be made perfect. Not in a religious way, but in a salvation way. When you receive true salvation, the Holy Spirit, then you become perfect in the sight of God. He that saith he abideth in him ought also himself to walk as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, all the darkness of this world is past, the evil of the mind and so on. And the true light now shines, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ in your mind, body, soul, and spirit. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness until now. Folks, if any of you have aught against anybody or hate anybody, repent of it now and ask the Lord to take it away and put love there for them instead of the hate. I'll tell you one thing. Your heart will beat much slower and you'll be much more contented. Uh-huh. You'll feel the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. You'll feel the good feeling and the love of God come into your soul. 
He that loveth his brother abides in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. Now, who is your brother? Who is your brother? He's the man that runs the hardware store, the coffee shop, the service station, your next door neighbor, me. I'd make a lot of you folks a real brother out there because I really love you as a brother. All you people out there, I love you as a brother. Now, I have to say that before God, and I'm going to have to give account for what I say, so I can't lie to you on television. I really do love you. I do care about you. If I didn't care, I've got an easy way of making a living. I don't have to do, be a, a television minister. That's hard work. It's very hard work. It's very demanding. But I do love you, and because I love you, this is why I want you to hear the Word of God right from His book. This is the source right here. If any of you have an old Bible that hasn't been opened for a while, go dust it off. Start reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the Epistles of John. It's terrific. You'd be surprised how fast you'll gain favor in the sight of God and man. You'll be surprised how fast your personality will change without being religious about it, just between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. Instead of picking up a magazine tonight, go open your Bible and read a ways. Just read a little way. Ask the Lord to open up the knowledge of the Scripture to you. Ask Him to give you a perfect understanding. Ask Him to give you love and joy and peace. Ask Him to bring your family back together. Mm -hmm. If you're on the outs with your wife or your husband, God will fix it for you. He'll bring that love that can be felt into your home and into your soul. This is what God wants His people to do. This is the way God wants you to be. He wants you to be free and happy. He wants you to be perfect in His sight. He wants you to prosper and be in physical health and have your soul prosper at the same time. Listen to this now, folks. But he that hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and knows not where he goes. But because that darkness has blinded his eyes. There's so many people I hear that have ought against somebody or something. I hear so much of it. And I quote the scripture to them. And you know, this is the only thing that's going to change the world right now. is to get our moral values back get to loving our neighbor and helping one another, looking after one another, blessing one another, and being a blessing one to the other. That's the only thing that's going to cure the ills of this world today. Folks, we've got a long ways to go. We've got a lot of material to work on. 300 million alone in the United States alone needs this, to love their neighbor as their self. I'm talking about their natural neighbor, their uh, alien neighbor, whatever. Love everybody. And love the Lord first, and then you will love everybody because He loved you enough first that He saved you while you were yet in your sin. And will still save you while you're yet in your sin. Mm -hmm. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for His name's sake. Do you know there's no other name named under heaven and earth by which you must be saved? And that name is Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. It says, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known Him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. You know, if you know Jesus, you know the Father also. Because there's a scripture that says, He that hath the Father hath the Son, and he that hath the Son hath the Father also. Providing you have the Holy Spirit within you, you have both the Father and the Son within you. They are one Spirit. In John, in the 
front of the Bible, he said, Father, make them, his, meaning his converts, one as we are one, one spirit, one spirit in him. Wouldn't that be nice just to stand up and say, I know that I know God and I'm one spirit in him. I can say that today. I just said it. I am one with God. His spirit and my spirit line up. I wouldn't be afraid to die in a moment. I'm not afraid of death, and I'm not afraid of living. Before I was converted, I was afraid of dying, and I was afraid of living. But now, I have no fear whatsoever of anything, because I know God is my Father, and that He's within me. And as soon as I leave this body, my spirit will go to meet Him, ever to be with the Lord. Listen to this. I have written unto you fathers, because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men, because you are strong. Young men, God needs you today, and he wants you real bad. He wants you young women, too. Don't waste your lives on adultery and fornication. Turn to the Lord now. It's your only hope, and it's your only salvation in this day and time. Dope won't do you any good, and all the lust of the world, it's going to pass away. But this word, if you get it written on the tables of your mind and your heart, will go with you throughout an eternity. Now is the day of salvation because God said you're strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. You that haven't overcome, you can within a moment in the twinkling of an eye. All you have to do is say, Jesus, here am I. Fill me with what that preacher is talking about today. The Bible says how are they going to hear unless they have a preacher? And how is he going to preach unless he's been sent of the Lord? Well, I'm preaching it to you as one son of the Lord. I know what I'm talking about. I've experienced it now for 32 years. And after 32 years, I still love God. I can't see anywhere to go back to. There's nothing in this world that interests me except getting the gospel out to you dear ones out there that so dearly need it and are looking for it. I see so many young people receiving the word today and getting saved and praising the Lord in the open. So many are doing it now. It's not a fad. It's just a good thing to happen like it used to in days of old. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know, Jesus once said, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. Natural things will be added unto you. I have never lacked one thing since I've served the Lord in 32 years. All the natural things that I need is supplied by God and His people. It's so easy, folks. God will start blessing you like you wouldn't believe if you'll just trust Him. It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of the life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now that explains television real good. It brings in the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life and all the other things. Well, don't lust after it. Just go on and serve God in your way according to your own personality. That's the way to do it. It says, And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Now, folks, this, in, in 2 Peter, in the, in the back of the Bible, you'll find where this world is going to be burned up and the elements thereof. So anything that you've got in this world that you've loved more than God is going to be burned up. Anything that you've done wrong in this world, you're going to burn for it unless you repent of it. And that's just putting it straight. There is a literal hell. I know, because I've got thousands of scripture on it. There is a literal hell, but there is a glory also. 
And this is what God wants you to do. Join Him in glory through the hearing of the Word and bringing your faith to Him. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now this was written sometime, almost 1983 years ago, folks. And they said it was the last time then. It was the last time then. That was the end of time then. Actually, the end of time, according to the scripture, was when Jesus hanged on the cross and said, It is finished. That was the end of time. Since then, this world has been on the long-suffering of God. We have been on the long-suffering of God for 1983 years. It's been the long-suffering of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because even here, it said it was the last time. But a day is as a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years as a day. So folks, if we lived to be a hundred years old, we'd have less than 27 minutes to prepare ourselves to meet God in His time. Isn't that something? Think about it now. And here you can get right with God in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, by saying, Lord, here am I. Save me and fill me with your Spirit. Mm -hmm. You folks that want to be baptized, you write to me. My name will be on the rolls, my address, and I'll find a pastor that will baptize you. Mm -hmm. Get you ready to meet God. It says, they went out from us, but they were not of us, speaking of the Antichrist. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now, everybody that says they're a Christian is not a Christian. Don't, so don't believe everybody. But everybody that comes up to you and says, I know Jesus Christ is alive, and he's alive in my flesh today, that is a true Christian. When they come up and say, I've got Christ within my hope of glory, that's a true Christian. And they can say it with the evidence thereof, like speaking in tongues and so forth. I'll minister on that later on in one of my next telecasts. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. When you get the Holy Spirit, God will teach you all things. He'll teach you very well by His Spirit. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denies that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Christ. Anyone that denies that Jesus Christ is the Christ is a liar. In other words, they're of the devil. He is an antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. And we've got a lot of them in the world today, especially in our school systems and in our government. They are actually denying God. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. I've got both the Spirit of the Father and the Son within me. I've had him there 32 years that I know of. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. Now you stop and think. God promises you eternal life, perfect eternity, eternal life in his presence. 
These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him, or remain in him. So you folks that believe in God, hold fast your belief. Hold it fast and let no man talk you out of it. Let nothing come between you and that belief in God. And now, little children, abide in him. John seems to be pleading here with these people. <clears throat> abide in him. That when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. You see, if you don't have the Spirit of God within you, you will be so ashamed at his coming that there will only be one place that you can go, and that's down or away from him. You'll be cast out. Because nothing unclean will enter into the kingdom of God. And shame is unclean. How many of you have ever done anything that you've been ashamed of and hated to face your parents or the person that you uh, uh, brought the shame against? Well, that's just the way you're going to feel when you stand before God if you're not ready to meet Him. This is why He sent men like me to prepare you to meet Him at His coming. And folks, He's coming soon. I believe right now the way the world has gone, it's gone past the point of return. Unless we have an old-fashioned Nineveh-type revival, America is finished. This hemisphere is finished. There will be no return. The only thing that can happen to it is God burn it up to get rid of the shame and the sin. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Jesus told Nicodemus, said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Now, a lot of people claim to be born again. But God says to be born again, you must be born again of the water, the blood, and the Spirit. It's not just going out and professing that you're born again. Go to some church and say, well, I've received the Lord as my personal Savior, so I'm born again. It doesn't mean that. It means to repent, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. This is Acts 2.38. And to receive the Holy Ghost. For it says the promise is to you and to your children, even as a many as afar off as the Lord our God shall call. Folks, today is the day of salvation. There will be no other day soon for you to hear the word of God as it's written in the book through a minister that is full of love, full of joy, and full of peace. In Isaiah, Isaiah said, God's people perish for lack of knowledge. Many are perishing today because they don't even have the knowledge that you've already heard today. They don't even have the knowledge that they can repent and receive God's Spirit and receive redemption for their soul and forgiveness of all sin without going through some kind of religious ritual. Your ritual will be between you and God. You need no other man to stand between you and God. Jesus Christ is already standing there for you. Even at this hour, he's right beside you. So if you'd like to get right with the Lord, just say, Jesus, here am I, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Take me as I am and use me according to my own personality. Or just say nothing except, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. Save my soul. Fill me with thy spirit. And let me go and serve you the rest of my days on this earth while I have the time. Well, folks, I see my time is getting away. I want to... Ask God to bless you mightily today. 
I'll be praying for you. I want you to know I love each and every one of you. Now may God richly bless you and keep you is my prayer. I would like for you to pray for me because I love you very much. And now is the day of salvation. I will see you on my next telecast. God bless you and goodbye for now.